everyone. Uh, this is Don Anders. I'm joined here by Todd LaBellman. Uh, Todd LaBellman is one of our advisors here at Anders Retirement and Investment Advisors. Uh, he does retirement planning. He does investment advising. Uh, but on top of that, what makes Todd unique is he also does Medicare. Uh, and Todd spends almost every day talking to people in the FRS or in DROP. And he's helped a lot of people exiting DROP with Medicare. So I wanted to bring him in kind of ask some questions, go over Medicare, specifically for people exiting uh, from FRS drops. So first off, Todd, thank you for your time and joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Don. Yeah, of course. So a um, couple questions I want to get into. Number one, and I want to I want to go from kind of basic to, to a little bit more advanced, right? So if you're watching this and you're thinking, well, this is very basic uh, information, we'll, we'll get a little bit more. So let's just start off very simply with uh, Medicare. When are you eligible for it? Because believe it or not, some people are confused. They're like, okay, well, is it 62 or 67? They confuse it with uh, Social Security. So when are you eligible to go from maybe your employer insurance or outside insurance to go on to Medicare? Sure. So normal Medicare eligibility is at age 65. And you can enroll in Medicare's parts A and B up to three months before the month you turn 65. Uh, there are there's Medicare uh, eligibility through disability. Uh, if you have a if you are receiving Social Security disability at 24 months of receiving that, you are eligible also for Medicare Parts A and B. But that's that's a separate discussion and yeah. a more limited demographic. So for most of people watching this, 65 is kind of the magical age. Now, what happens if they're exiting at 67, right? Because I know at 65, and correct me if I'm wrong, at 65, uh, people can go in without any kind of uh, health questionnaire, right? There's no qualifications, anything else. Correct. That's right. You have an automatic enrollment into, well, we can get to the Medicare supplement, Medicare Advantage side, but the Medicare supplement preferred rates, there's no penalty at 65 and you automatically enroll. That's right. Okay, so you can automatically enroll. Doesn't matter if you're very sick; they have Doesn't to accept you any of the plans. Correct. That's right. Okay. Now, now, that's if you are, let's say, you retired sixty-two, and then sixty-five, you want to switch over and go that route. How about, let's say, I go into drop at sixty-two and I stay for five years, so I'm leaving at sixty-seven. So if that happens, you'll have to do a couple of things. You'll also have an automatic enrollment at preferred rates and with no penalty in either Medicare's part A and B or any of the, and D as well, or any, and we'll get into some of that here in a minute, or any of the plans. Uh, the difference is you'll need two forms. Most likely you will have already, and, and people should enroll in Medicare part A, okay, up to, again, up to three months before they turn 65, and that's free. Is there any reason not to, to enroll Medicare part A? Three no, there is not. Not no okay. no no reason it doesn't cost anything right it's it doesn't as long as you have enough work credits and anybody listening to this that's been in the FRS and, and is about to retire is going to have the necessary work credits uh, to get I in fact in nine nine years I've never run into anybody who hasn't uh, okay. since I've been doing this but I, there's always an exception but no you're you're going to be able to enroll in Medicare Part A for free and you should do so the three three months before you turn 65 and you'll do even so if you're still time. working even, even if, if you're still working that's right so so but let's assume that you've done that 
when you when you turn 65 and now you're 67 and about to separate from service, you haven't needed Medicare because you've been on your employer's insurance these last two years. What you'll need are two forms. You'll need your Medicare Part B enrollment form and then you'll need your employment form, which your employer signs off on. And that's verifying with the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services that you've had credible coverage since you've turned 65. And that way you're not penalized for late enrollment, a late enrollment penalty in parts B, which is your doctor's coverage, Medicare Part B, and Part D, if you decide to take that, which is your prescription drug coverage. As long as you have that employment form, you're not penalized for for late enrollment, you know, if, you, if you've had credible coverage with your employer. Okay, so you submit those forms, and then you don't have to. Then you, and then, but you, you do have a, a questionnaire if you're if it's after sixty five, correct? For certain plans, if yeah, if you haven't had credible coverage with an employer, then yes, you will need. There will be an underwriting questionnaire involved. But is, is the employer plan always credible coverage? It pretty much any. I have yet to see a state-run or county-run employment plan that is not credible. Okay. Okay. So that so it should be credible. Um, so so at that point they can they can you know switch over to Medicare. Uh, is there any reason that somebody shouldn't switch to a Medicare? And I know if you can't get into it too much. And for those of you watching, just so you know, there's a lot of things that we can and cannot say about Medicare on on any kind of what this is considered marketing, even though it's an educational video. But um, so so is there any reason that you've seen that people shouldn't switch from, say, their employer plan over to a Medicare coverage? The only reason I see is when your spouse is on your employment coverage. In other words, you've turned 65, let's say you're 67, like our previous example, you're separating from service now, but your spouse is 62 and, and maybe they have a health condition and or you have relatively high income. So if you went into the marketplace to buy health insurance, it would be very expensive. And unfortunately, those plans aren't the best at times. Yeah, we'll, say, yeah. we'll, we'll put it that way. Uh, so in, in that case, you would need until your spouse turns 65, you would need to stand your employer plan. Granted, it will be expensive, but at least, you know, you're getting good coverage until your spouse does turn 65. But that's really the only exception that I've seen. Okay. Uh, and at, do you still, um, we've answered this before, but you still get your health insurance subsidy, no matter who you're insured through. If you watch our other video, you get that. So you get your health insurance subsidy. Sometimes people think that they have to stay with their employer plan to get the health insurance subsidy. That is not true. You, as long as you're, you could just have Medicare Part A, and you would get your health insurance subsidy. Right. Um, so, so that that's good. Okay. So, so let's say they're they're either turning sixty five after they've separated, or they're going to separate at sixty five or older. They can go in. There's no pre existing health checks or anything else. Okay. So then at that point, there's uh, they had Medicare A, they had Medicare B, um, and then they want to pick up. They they need to pick up either a supplement or an Advantage plan. Correct. That's um, correct. So can you tell us the main, let's start with, with the Advantage plan. Um, so, so the Advantage plan, tell us a little bit about the way those, those work. Sure. So I'll just go back real quickly, Donna, what you said, you, you will need to pick up so that a plan because the, your Medicare A and B 
it's somewhat similar to an old 80-20 plan that you don't see much anymore where, where you're the insurance company's on the hook for 80% and you have to pay the other 20%. But there are also more costs than that involved with just Medicare A and B. Your prescription drugs aren't covered. And also there are some deductibles with hospital stays, et cetera, et cetera. We don't have to get into all the details, but yeah. basically it can get very expensive. So at that point, you have to take, you have to choose either, like you mentioned, either the Medicare Advantage side which in Florida will include prescription drug coverage or the Medicare supplement side, which will not include prescription drug coverage. So that's kind of your fork in the road. I like to call it. Okay. okay. And so, it doesn't, from my, from what I understand about Medicare, it doesn't make, if you, if cause some people are like, well, I don't want to pay anything extra. Well, you should at least do an advantage plan because there's some advantage plans that don't cost anything. Right. The many of them do not. That's correct. Without okay. getting into details with specific carriers, yeah, many, many advantage plans have no monthly premium. That's right. Okay. So it doesn't make sense, right? It, 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 you at least should go that route. It doesn't make sense just to do A and B because if a company is going to give you extra coverage without a cost, why not? Right? Correct. Um, there, there are just too many gaps in that traditional, in my opinion, in that traditional Medicare A and B coverage, like I mentioned. There are too many potential cost gaps and and God forbid you have a hospital stay. You could, you know, you're in there for a week. That could be, oh, that'll be tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on what procedures are done. And with Medicare A and B alone, you're going to be on the hook for a lot of that. So, so, and I know, I tell people all the time when you're in drop, you're one of the most popular people in the world. Everyone wants to talk to you, right? When you're turning 65, you're one of the most popular people in the world. And then if you're both, you're getting hounded from all, all aspects, from Medicare people, for right. people um, so, so, you know, somebody might say, well, well, you know, if I'm going with an Advantage plan, I'm just going to go with, with, you know, the person I run into or what my brother-in-law did or something else. Uh, but from from what I know about Advantage plans, that's probably when you really want to shop it around to see because every company is so different. Is that correct? That is correct. And then you get into the difference with even within the Advantage plan world, they're just like with employer coverage or outside coverage, there are HMOs and there are PPOs. And so you want to make sure your doctors are in network. You want to check the the advantage plans have what they call maximum out of pocket costs. We want to check those, what those levels are for the different plans. There are a lot of variables involved. You don't want to just jump into the first plan with, you know, Joe Smith down the street that sells them. You want, you want to use somebody like ourselves that's independent and we can run, we can run your doctors and medications through all these different plans to see the best fit for you. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like what I recommend for finances, right? If you go in and you talk to somebody and uh, and all you the only thing they offer is what's on their card, right? You know that, that might be a red flag. I mean, it might be really good, but it also might, be, yeah. might mean that they can only offer that one company, which there could be someone better out there. And I think just like your drop rollover, choosing your Medicare insurance uh, supplement insurance or Advantage insurance is very important and it's something that you should take the time to do. Um, so, so, and there's how, I mean, it, I know it depends on the County, right. But there can sure. be dozens or, or more oh, of different plans, even more than that. A lot. Yeah. So between all the carriers, I, I don't even know, I couldn't number. I, I probably, yeah. So it's all done. Like you said, it's all done by, by really region. It all runs through your zip code. When you, when you put a zip code into the system or when we do that for clients, it, you know, or even on Medicare.gov, if you do that, it'll give you a list of dozens and, and 
heck, probably even hundreds of plans for some for some areas. So it's all done by region and uh, obviously coverage levels, max amount of pocket. There different variables will change depending on where you are. But yes, you, you'll have a choice of, of at least dozens of plans typically. Okay, so and the Advantage plan from the way I've gathered it is that's for somebody who they either can't afford or don't want to spend a bunch of money extra uh, for insurance costs. Um, so, so that's for more people who, you know, maybe they're on a budget, maybe they don't want to pay extra. There's also a few exceptions, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that if you live in very specific neighborhoods, like the villages, right, and all of your doctors are in the villages and you don't travel outside the villages, their plan is good because they, they kind of cover everything inside of there. Um, sure. But where uh, where the advantage plan can kind of fall short is if you need to go outside of your network for specialists or if you travel or, um, you know, if you end up getting sick and every single year you're hitting those maximum out of pockets, that's where it kind of falls short. Is that correct? That's right. I would agree. I, I would agree with that, Don. You're, you hit the nail on the head. OK, so so for those of you who are looking to not pay a lot for insurance coverage right up front. That's probably the way to go. But I will say, for you know, eventually everyone gets sick, right? Everyone health fails eventually. Um, so eventually you're going to be paying more for an advantage plan than a supplement plan. Now, let's go over and talk about the supplement plans, uh, which from what I know about them, I like the supplement plans. They're not for everyone if you can't afford them, but if you can, they have typically better coverage. Is that correct? It is. So the supplement plans allow you, they are, like you mentioned, they're more, they are more expensive. You will be paying a monthly premium with those. Um, but they, the beauty, the real beauty of the supplement plan is there are no networks involved. You can go see any doctor in the country that takes Medicare. And that's the biggest, that's the biggest issue that, or the biggest misconception I've seen. Because a lot of times people will say, you know, I'll talk to them and say, well, let's, you know, go if you're getting a supplement plan, they're like, oh, yeah, well, I was looking at this certain company X. and they go, <laughs> company, X. company X. Uh, let's say I was looking at that company, but my doctors don't accept that company. But if you're going with the supplement plan, that doesn't matter, correct? All that matters is that they accept Medicare. That's correct. And your supplement plan will come in and it'll fill that other 20% gap I was talking about. That's right. No okay. matter what. Okay. So, uh, so really, you're your insurer is not the, the supplement company in that situation. It's Medicare. And then Medicare just bills the supplement company. Is that correct? That, that's right. And that's why, why you will hear Medicare supplement policies being referred to as Medigap policies, because they're covering that 20% gap I was talking about that Medicare's A and B don't cover. So even if they're, so once again, even if their doctor doesn't accept X carrier, they will accept, if they do accept Medicare, if you have a supplement plan. Also, um, so is there any, so why does it, if, if that's the case, is there differences between uh, different carriers or do they all have to be the same if it's a supplement plan? So for the type of supplement plan, and those all go by letters, A through N, um, and in Florida, you don't see all those letters. We don't need to get into that, but uh, the differences are really you look at two things when you price a supplement plan or when you when you buy a supplement plan price obviously is big. So the yeah. coverage is standardized. If you pick a, a I always tell clients a G plan, which is, in my opinion, the best. It's the it's the most comprehensive of the supplement plans. That was going to be my next question. So you covered. OK, yeah. yeah. 
So, so and, and full and fair disclosure, I would say 90% of the plans that I, I do with clients are, are G plans. So, okay. but I always tell them a G plan is a G plan is a G plan. This, the benefits are standardized, okay, by, by the federal government. So you cannot, if, you, if I were an insurance carrier, I can't sell a G plan that has different coverages or benefits than the other. No, they're all the same. So you look at two things, obviously, you look at price, but you also look at years in market and people don't realize that. I mean, price, price obviously will typically come first, but if somebody has entered the market last year, or this year, their first year in the market in Florida, and they've lowballed everybody and they're, oh, they're $20 a month cheaper than everybody else. Great. Well, it's not so great if next year they raise their rates by $40 a month. So I like to, I like to look at companies that have a stable price record of at least seven, 10 years minimum. And, and a lot of our carriers have quite a bit longer than that in Florida. So those are the two, again, those are the two factors. You've got price and years in the market when you price a Medicare supplement plan, but benefits are standardized. And then if you get a supplement plan, like you said, the Advantage plan in the state of Florida has to include medicine. A supplement plan does not, correct? Prescription drug coverage, correct. Well, I don't think that technically, Don, and we're getting in the weeds a little bit here, that the Medicare Advantage plans have to have drug coverage okay. in the state of Florida, but nearly they all usually do. They usually do. They usually do. Oh, yeah, 90. We're getting in the 90-something percentile. But, yeah, okay. so normally you'll run into Medicare Advantage plans in Florida almost always that have your prescription drug coverage included. Medicare Supplement, on the other hand, 100% of the time does not have prescription drug drug coverage included. So you also have to pick up a Part D as in David prescription drug plan. Okay. And uh, a Part D prescription drug plan, that's from... That, so the supplement plan is, you, you said plan G is standardized. It is what it is. It's the same coverage, but not a drug plan, correct? Not you're, a that, you're right. All They're all very different and it's very carrier specific, kind of similar to Medicare Advantage, how we talked about. We need to look at all the benefits and the breakdown. Same with Medicare Part D prescription drug coverage, okay? So when you look at a Part D plan, again, you're looking at obviously price, but that price is based off of your specific medications. And what we do for clients is we run that through a list or we run your list, I should say, through a database and it will give us the plans that are going to be best, basically least expensive for you at the pharmacies you like to fill your drugs at. Um, okay. So that, that's how we do that. So so let's say I, you, I thought to you, Todd, and I go, you know what? I don't really take any medicine, so I'm just not going to get a Part D plan. Bad idea. Okay. And so I know that I'm just kind of setting you up. So why, why is that a bad idea? If I don't take any medicine at all, why should I go on a, on a Medicare Part D plan? Sure. It's a bad idea for a couple of reasons. Number one, who knows if tomorrow you won't start taking medication, right? But also yeah. if you don't, if you don't have credible drug coverage and you've turned 65 and you want to pick up a Part D prescription drug plan in the future, you will be penalized for not having one after you turn 65. Again, your employer plan should be credible for your drug coverage as it is for your health coverage. But once you separate, you want to make sure you either have your drug coverage through Medicare Advantage or through a Part D prescription drug plan to go along with your Medicare supplement plan. Is it, um, is it one, it's 1% 1 for every month you don't have it, correct? Correct. That's right. That's right. Okay. So if you don't have it for three years, it'll be 36% more expensive than it is if you get it right away. 
That's right. And that's a permanent penalty. It doesn't go away. So, okay. Uh, so, so that's good to know. And there are some, some pretty, if you're in the situation of, uh, you know, you don't take any medicine at all, there are some pretty cheap plans you can go with okay. from what I understood. And then you could switch, you can always switch your Medicare, uh, um, your Part D plan every open enrollment period if your medicines change. That's right. That's right. And I'm glad you brought that up. And I don't want to muddy the waters here. I know there's a lot of moving parts to all this. And that's why it's nice to have somebody like us to work with. But that goes that handles it. And the reason for those of you who are sitting here, you know, maybe watching this video and you've been trying to research it yourself and you say, well, this is all very confusing. You know why? Because it is. It It is. is. Not easy. Yeah. It's absurd. I don't even designed it. Yeah. this is the so, hand we're dealt. So, sorry, exactly. I interrupted you. So, so okay. not to my bars anymore, but. Yeah. So, oh yeah. So not to my bars. And so I was just saying your prescription, like you mentioned on your prescription drug coverage during open enrollment every year, you can change that, your Part D, and also your Medicare Advantage plan, you can change every year. Your Medicare supplement, however, within that first year, you have a grace period of a year that you can change that plan, or Medicare supplement plan, without medical underwriting. However, after the first year, the only way you can change Medicare supplement is with medical underwriting. These insurance carriers will not accept you after the first year without medical underwriting. So uh, if you are considering what I normally recommend to clients, and this is obviously a broad-based recommendation, but it holds true most of the time. If you are on the fence and considering, oh, I'm not sure if I want to do Advantage or can afford it, or maybe I should do supplement. It has been, you know, I, you know, I like that, that flexibility. I'm not sure. I would recommend starting with a supplement because you can always drop a supplement and return to and go to a Medicare Advantage plan, but you can't go the other way around after the first year without medical underwriting. And from what I understand about a supplement plan, when you go in, you lock in at that age, correct? That's right. That's right. You lock into that age and you lock in really with that carrier for life. Again, you have a year grace period, but very few people switch within that first year. So, and that's why I talked about that price record in the market of the different carriers. That's why that price record comes into play because again, you don't want to go with somebody that's 20 or $30 cheaper this year, but they've only been in the market for a year or two. And then next year they raise their rates by $40 a month. And you're sitting here going, what the heck that, you know, you feel like you've been bamboozled basically. Uh, so okay, good to know. All that's all that's great. And then uh, with the with the supplement plan, um, so you lock in at so and just so people know, when I say you lock in at a certain age, doesn't mean that your 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 lock your price is locked in forever. What that means is that you're always let's say you go in at sixty five, you're always going to pay as a sixty five year old. So if you're eighty eight years old, you're going to pay the same rate as all the other 65-year-olds with that company, correct? That's correct. Okay. And so, and, and what you said, it's what they call a guaranteed renewable policy, meaning they cannot raise it on you individually. However, they will raise it on everybody as a 65-year-old, like you mentioned. Down the road, there's, there's always going to be a, a small price increase pretty much every year. And normally, it's not too much. Normally, it's a few dollars uh, per month every year that they raise it. That's good to know. That's good to know. So, um if you people have more questions or if they have any, if, they, if you want to sit down and talk with Todd, I'm going to go ahead and link his calendar below. Uh, feel free to sign up for a phone appointment and he can discuss it. Uh, very simple uh, process from what I understand. It's about a 30 minutes. Can get all your information to the system. 
get you accurate quotes and go from there. Uh, anything else that you want people to know before we get off the call about Medicare and, and, and leaving kind of there? Because it's a, it's a stressful time, right? You've been covered a, by employer for 35 years. That's right. It's a stressful time. And it's kind of a, not kind of, it's a convoluted system. So my only, my only recommendation would be to work with somebody like us, an independent advisor and or Medicare agent that can work with all types of different carriers uh, and get you the best plan for you. It's just like Donna mentioned with your retirement plan. All this needs to be individualized. This is not a blanket thing. Um, so, so give us a call or set an appointment with us or somebody else that's knowledgeable because it's, it's really tough to do this on your own. I'll be honest with you. It's, it's not, it's not easy. Yeah. People might be thinking, well, yeah, of course you're saying to work with the independent agent because that's who you are. Yeah. No, we, we are that because we think that's the best thing for our clients. We know it's the best thing. Without for our clients. So I agree. If it's not with us, someone else that, you know, just make sure that they're independent, make sure they can give you different options and shop it. It's a really important decision. Um, and so, you know, maybe even if you're not sure, ask them for different pricing options, see if they can give you different companies um, and, and maybe get a second opinion if you're not sure. Uh, but either way, uh, Todd's counter is going to be in the link below. Feel free to click that. Todd, thank you so much for your time. I hope everyone got some good information about it and uh, we'll talk to everybody soon. Thanks, Donna. Thanks everybody for watching.